Major support for Out to Lunch Acadiana is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker. Established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base, joneswalker.com, and by Business First Bank, with locations throughout the state, including Lafayette and Lake Charles, providing personal and commercial banking, treasury management, and wealth solution services to help clients succeed. Business First Bank, banking with greater momentum at b1bank.com. Support also comes from Wyndham Garden Lafayette. From Cafe Pavilionville in Lafayette, we're out to lunch with Professor of Finance and Director of the award-winning Birken Road Reports, Peter Raschuti. It's business, Acadiana style. Hi, I'm Peter Raschuti. Welcome to Out to Lunch, Acadiana. We generally talk about heroes in a time of crisis, when we're in some kind of life-threatening danger. A, a hero is an ordinary person who does something extraordinary. In the normal course of events in a small town, a hero can be almost the opposite. A hero can be an extraordinary person who does something ordinary, like selling vegetables. In the hands of hometown heroes, these otherwise ordinary events can have a remarkable effect on the economy and the quality of life in a town. Louis Lanson served in the U.S. Army for 20 years and fought in Somalia in 93, Baghdad in 2003, and was company commander in the pitch battles to retake Ramadi in 2005. Today, Lewis is president and CEO of the Sugar City Growers Co-op, a forward-looking hydroponic fruit and vegetable production in Generette, Louisiana. Lewis, welcome out to lunch. Welcome. How are you doing today? Very good. Very good. Thanks for coming up here. Then Now, Patty Lanson is the owner of Bayou Bath Company in Generette, and um, this I don't think this has ever happened. We... Actually, have two people with the same name from the same town. Uh, <laughs> did you guys know each other before? Oh, definitely not. Definitely <laughs> yes. not. There's a, they, uh, <laughs> a little yeah, bit. We are married. <laughs> you are married. That's right. right. The, uh, the <laughs> Lewis, a horticulturally and scientifically advanced hydroponic garden that's partly funded by a healthcare company and grows Swiss chard and kale is something I wouldn't be surprised about if I was about a small town in Northern California, but it's a little more surprising to hear that it's in a small town in Southwest Louisiana. With your extraordinary experience and organization in the military, uh, of all the opportunities that were open to you when you got out, what made you come back and want to lead the Sugar City Growers uh, Co-op in Generette? Well, once I retired, I, I did a few things, but um, the thing that led me to this, I've always enjoyed growing and, and growing my own food and teaching people how to grow own food. And then okay. when this opportunity came up with the Best Life Iberia Gardens and to go ahead and do this, it's something that it was not only good for me, but good for my family. It's, it's a family affair and it's not only something I enjoy doing, but it's something I can teach my kids and pass on to my children. Now, when you were growing fruits and vegetables as a kid, um, you must have been doing it more traditionally. More traditionally, right. And uh, how was this step? Well, this is different. Uh, the way we do it there, we do it a combination of ways. Because not only do we want to grow to be able to sell the produce and vegetables, we want to be able to teach other people. So we do traditional gardening in the ground. We do raised beds. And then we have the vertical hydroponic towers. So it's hitting all different aspects. So when someone comes visit, they can see the different ways to grow, not just one way. And uh, tell me more about the hydroponic part. I mean, I, I hear about it. I've seen it in a couple of spaces. Is this going to be a, big, a much bigger part of that market share? 
Well, I think our hydroponic is a little different. We do what's called vertical towers. Okay. So we do grow in a medium, but we use a hydroponic fertilizer. So you can grow a lot more in a smaller, dense space. So we're a two-by-two two square area where you normally can plant one or two plants. Here we have the towers where you can plant up to 20 plants in one two-by-two two square foot area. So, Wow. So you, you can grow a lot more in a condensed environment. Now, Lewis, you've got a lot of room out there. Uh, sometimes when I hear about this, I hear it as kind of a, an outlet for urban farming. Now, I do have a little room. We have a couple of acres of land, but we also are in the middle of Generate City Limits to grow. So this technique is good for anyone, no matter how much room they have. If they have a small backyard garden and they want to grow it on a rooftop, and it can be put in any location. And now, do you make the uh, the hydroponic equipment, or do you buy that? Or? We actually bought that. Uh, it's called Vertigrow. We bought the system that comes like that, but people can get creative on it. That's what's great about it's teaching that concept, not necessarily equipment, but people can get creative and create their own. And how does how does this grow versus when you plant in the ground? Does it grow faster or the same? Or? It grows... It, it depends on the on which you're growing. Okay. Some things grow better than. That's a good thing about doing this is we're sort of testing if some things grow <laughs> really good in the towers and some things don't do so well. So it depends what uh, crop you're planting is where you want to plant outside versus inside. The good thing about putting in the towers is it's a little bit more controlled. You're controlling how much water it gets. You're controlling how much fertilizer it gets, and you can control the some of the factors is you're not worrying about some of the disease that's in the ground and stuff so you can cut back on use of any chemicals so we try to go all natural use all natural products but by controlling uh so many aspects of it it cuts costs and it cuts a lot of costs but also reduce pest control oh, and yeah. disease control so you're a pioneer we're trying we're this, learning as we go what do they say you can always <laughs> tell the pioneer he's the guy with the arrows in his back so uh, <laughs> right. there's a, the yeah. now now patty um what is in this shop and first of all it's kind of wild i don't think we've ever done this before you're like a family of entrepreneurs here. Yes. Uh, they, it's, uh, you, now, the shop itself is uh, kind of like you make your own soap and some organic things like that? Yes. I, um, a long time ago, um, I first smelt some soap, and I, I just really wanted to use it on my kids. And I thought, well, you know what? If I want to do this and use it in my family, why not try to make a living out of it a little bit, you know? And so um, I'm very into uh, natural essential oils and herbs and that kind of thing. So we started out um, in the home making soaps and bath salts. Like it was literally made like in the kitchen? Literally in the kitchen. My husband was ready to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> no room for food. Wow. <laughs> so um, then we, uh, being part of Generet, you want to build the community up. And um, we've really had some um, wonderful things happening in the city. And um, so we decided to open this shop. And we started out with the natural soaps and essential oils, bath salts, et cetera. Um, and then we had a florist move in. We needed a florist in town. And also you a boutique. You must have a great smelling shop. Oh, <laughs> people say they can smell it down the sidewalk. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you make the kind of soap that sort of looks like food? It's got like specks in it? And I, you know, I do. I try to use natural coloring. And to be honest, uh, coloring's probably not my best I, I really care more about it being natural and what it's going to feel like. So goat's milk, that type of thing. I'm very, very interested in the properties of it and how it's going to help people. And it, you sell it in the shop. Do you sell it elsewhere? Um, I did sell it at farmer's markets. Um, uh, for instance, tomorrow I'll be doing that, but mostly in the shop. Wow. Uh, eventually I'd like to get onto a website. 
Now, is there any of the combination between your businesses? I mean, they... they uh, um, yes, actually the, there is, um, besides the fact that I pull him in to help me with lots <laughs> of things. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and he pulls me out there on a Sunday afternoon to plant. Um, he does grow herbs, and so we're oh getting to the point to where we're going to be using the herbs and the soap, and I don't have to buy those anymore. The word empire comes to mind. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, now, what is it like, I mean, you know, people talk about uh, a good environment and a bad environment. What is it like starting two businesses of this size in Generette? I mean, do you, you get the support you need? We are. The community is very, very supportive of us. They really, they try to, to use our businesses and um, we're definitely getting the support. I won't you know, always say that it's the easiest thing. Um, for me, a lot of times it's difficult. You know, I, we have children and balancing the home life with the shop. And they all have their own shops in other industries, I would imagine? Yes, There's actually they do. No! <laughs> <laughs> what are they? Uh, uh, um, we have candles, and one of my one of our daughters yep. makes the candles, <laughs> soy candles, and then we all. I say we have a little sweatshop going, <laughs> 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 but <laughs> we have another one. Um, believe it or not, this infantry guy has an incense. Uh, wow, this is the softer too. side of <laughs> the yeah. military. We don't see this <laughs> much. Little patchouli. Um, but our other daughter, and even our six-year-old son, helps package the incense. And I, th I don't think this is by. By it's coincidence. I mean, they've seen you guys work really right. hard, and uh, yeah, yeah. I, ha I have a friend of ours. They said one the first time they met us at the farmers market. I got there, started pulling out tables and setting up tables, and it was like, does everybody in the family get a table? Because all of our kids had oh. their own little tables <laughs> selling their own little things, <laughs> and that's one of the things we wanted to teach our kids was to have that entrepreneurial oh. spirit to understand that, you know, a little work goes a long way. Boy, when, when you line them up, that's got to be one of the top things you could ever teach a kid. Right. Yeah. Least, uh, they, yeah. uh, now you came from a, <laughs> I've heard of your former company, the U.S. Army, right. as a <laughs> big, highly structured organization. Right. What's it like this time around? Well, you know, it's not so much structure, <laughs> not so much organization, a <laughs> little chaos, but it's nice. I enjoy, I, I gotta say, I enjoy growing and teaching other people and sharing with other people. And one of the things that's been unique about it is as we're starting this in general, of watching it transform other people's lives. I have two friends now, they've, to, to, they've set up greenhouses in their yard, smaller scale, yep. but started the greenhouses to, to start growing some of their own food and to help supplement their income. So you're seeing other people doing, understanding, well, maybe we can all get together. So not just start one business, maybe we can start a little industry there in general on this. Why now, now you've got the soap you sell in the store and then you mentioned the, the farmer's market. Where does the vegetables get sold? The, through the farmer's markets and directly to the consumer. And that's what we were trying to focus to stay, is to try to sell directly to the consumer through the farmer's markets and through orders, and then they just come to the greenhouse. So would somebody say, I need a dozen tomatoes and six ears of corn, and you would have it for them in a box? Right. Or? Really? And that's the, the model we want to keep, is trying to get where... Cut out that middleman where people can get fresh produce. It's picked that day. You want it that day. And that's what we're trying to... I'm also part of an organization called Katie and Agoras Alliance. And that's what our goal is, to cre increase that access to local produce. So we're working with farmers and we're working with mar uh, marketing people to try to bridge that gap. You have somebody who's looking for something, but you have somebody who's producing, and sometimes it's getting those two together. And that's where we're working on bridging that gap there. And, you know, I've always, I've had a garden since I was a little boy all the time, even if it's been on a rooftop or something like that. But you mentioned you teach a lot of people uh, to grow their own food. I would think in a town like Generette, 
um, it was sort of in people's blood, but not, not everyone, I guess, has been well, exposed. It, and the thing is, it's in people's blood, but a lot of times there's a lot of people, one of the things we're working on is there's a lot of people who are growing, but don't have an outlet for their excess. Yeah. So now we, we're trying to create that outlet where here's a different farmers markets and generate in Iberia throughout the parish where they can go sell their produce and help pay for their own costs to keep their costs. So people are starting to notice people are increasing the size of their gardens. Okay. So, and it's starting to all small entrepreneurs all over the community. Can, can I add something yeah. as well? Um, the other thing that I've really noticed is... Um, you can definitely interrupt him. You're married. I know. He, can't, he doesn't know what to show, do. Right. Uh, no. Um, uh, one of the things that um, I've found really awesome about this is um, the younger generation, um, we found uh, through 4-H, for instance. I was grading some tests on 4-H. You know, there were actual kids that didn't know where eggs came from. Like, wow. they didn't know they came from chickens. <laughs> that really? <laughs> or, okay. you know. And so I think that with the education process of this, it's helping people and kids, especially this generation, to learn, okay, you don't just go to the grocery store to get your vegetables. That's not where they're, they're produced, you know. And I think, I, you know, that's probably going to be a very positive thing as well. Well, you certainly got the trend. Mm -hmm. a, a, the, first, the first lady has a, has a garden. Everybody's <laughs> right. got a garden that's now. Right. That's, that's right. That's pretty cool. One of the projects we're working there in Generate is we're setting up another large-scale greenhouse that's just for teaching purposes. So we have a grant to uh, start that project. So it's going to have a variety of different types, hydroponic, traditional growing, and it's all set up as a teaching greenhouse. And we're going to be doing after-school and summer programs for that. And the hydroponic, do, uh, do the vegetables taste different? Than grown in the ground, or sometimes yes, and that's what you got to really look at when you do hydroponics is what you're using to feed the plants. Okay. A lot of times the vegetables taste by what they're fed, so you got to really make sure you get a good fertilizer that has all this what they call micro trace elements. Okay. The little things everybody thinks of the potassium and nitrate, but there's those micro trace elements that plants have to have. What is the relationship between uh, Blue Cross and what you're doing? Okay, the first the project we got started with the Greenhouse, Blue Cross Blue Shield Foundation of Louisiana, was the, the grant. They gave the Iberia Development Foundation a grant that started My Large Greenhouse, one in Iberia community in a new Iberia, and then some what we call several backyard gardens. So that started the whole project. And for Blue Cross Blue Shield, and that lasted two years, and we, that project has ended, and now we're moving. We're continuing to move on as Katie and the Growers Lines to look for new projects to continue what we started with the Blue Cross Blue Shield Foundation grant. Wow. These, uh, and, of course, I guess it's in their best interest to keep people healthy. Right. And um, that's what it is. It was all a, a challenge for healthier living. And what better way to get people to uh, do healthier living to teach them how to eat better and help them how, how to grow some of their own healthy food. I got a question for Patty there. Don't you need, when you're making soap, don't you need lye? Yes. Um, not necessarily. I can, Some I can see why he was concerned that you were making this in your kitchen. <laughs> yes. I, there's a, but it well, doubled as Drano as well, so that was good. <laughs> 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 you, do, you really do have to be careful, though. But, yes, um, cold process, there's different soaps, soap techniques. But cold process, you use lye. Just like, you know, in the old days, you know, when yeah. grandmother was in the kettle or around the kettle yeah you do i mean that's your best soaps you can make soaps from a base as well that you can order from companies but the best soaps are the cold process soaps 
Wow. Wow. I'm going to walk away from here being pretty smart. <laughs> this is great. It's the time of the show we do the checklist, and it's when we take a break and ask you a quick question that you probably wouldn't find on a loan application. <laughs> I'll start with, uh, and don't worry, I'm not a banker here. I'll ask Patty. Uh, uh, when you were a child, were you in leadership or entrepreneurial ventures? <laughs> I, I laugh when I think about that because I'm thinking about my cousins. We had all kinds of jobs <laughs> or all kinds of entrepreneurial um, things that we came up with. I can't always say that they were probably legal. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> this was the moonshine operation yeah. you told me about I earlier. am from North Carolina. <laughs> <That's> so. <laughs> Um, but our, my grandfather was, he built um, a golf course in North Carolina. Whoa. And so we were always hanging around. Of course, I thought I was going to get this great job, you know, when I turned uh, 15 and he had me out in the parking lot sweeping. Oh, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. You had seen Caddyshack and yes, thought it was all going to yeah, work I out. Thought yeah. It was gonna, yeah, but my cousins and I were always up to something. It's just built in, in my blood, I think. And yeah. now you tell me your children have it. Yeah, it, yes. they do. <laughs> My uh, our oldest son, who's now 21, when his dad was um, deployed, he had um, a snack shop for after school, um, and he would catch all the people coming after school and have them buy their snacks. Wow! Yeah. And, <laughs> and I didn't think about this earlier, but you know, you were holding things together, and he was deployed. I mean, right. this is that's that has got to be difficult. It was. Uh, I mean, it's all worth it, you know. Yeah. And you you. It's like I always say, you meet the best of the best. I mean, th you can't trade that. You, there's, I can't even describe it. So it's worth it. Now, Lewis, do you have a, um, you're out there, you, you have some better, some days are better than others. Do you have a, um, do you have a favorite saying you rely on? Yes, yeah, choose the hard right over the easy wrong. Hard right over the easy wrong. You know, I, I lived by that in the military and I lived by that even in my life and you know what it has always taken care of me sometimes it's it's hard to do what's right but if you take that easy route sometimes it's wrong and the results you're not going to get positive results so you uh, and that would be the way you you're over there with uh with all the building of the, the gardens and uh, right i still follow that principle in my life everywhere in my life and that's one of the things i try to teach my kids and when i try to teach share that with anyone i, I deal with choose that hard right over the easy wrong so no shortcuts in your house. No. Of course you have. <laughs> well, occasionally. Yes, of course you've <laughs> created this workforce. And yes. So that makes it a little easier to. <laughs> we have pizza night. <laughs> <laughs> we we joked about the making the the soap in the kitchen, but uh, what what's your production process now? Is it still there, or do you? It's it's actually um, of course the space is better. Um, it's still just me producing right now. I mean, it's our, in my first year. Just it, We just hit a year, um, Bayou Bath Company. Um, so I have a few more crock pots <laughs> and more counter space. I'm a little more organized. Um, but yes, it is. It's still the same production, just a little bit more. People on the show always tell me that at the one-year mark, they kind of feel if it's going to make it or not mm -hmm. and a list of the... What did you learn and uh, what do you think? <sighs> You, it's a learning curve. I've definitely discovered that. Um, things that you uh, expect sometimes don't happen and things you don't expect do happen. Um, I'm learning. The main thing I think that I learned this year is that social media is the new advertising. So you uh, finally just pushed into this. Yes. 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 And um, that and that, um, you know, you have to be consistent 
and getting to know your people is that's the best thing you can do. And what did you do to to learn it and learn how to you know effectively use social media? Did your kids? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> actually, they do help me. Um, really, just kind of on the on the hot seat, you know. Um, but my kids do help. Um, you know, things like on Facebook, you can boost, you know, your your pages, that right. kind of thing. Um, sharing pages, um, you know, getting a Twitter account, which is definitely something new for me. Um, I'm not up to Snapchat, or whatever that's called yet. Me neither. Uh, they, and Lewis is doing that apparently. Yeah. They, uh, it's, uh, <laughs> all the t all the kids, I, I definitely need help with that. So you've been a year, uh, Lewis. How long have you been out We've of this? We've been doing this two and a half years. The uh, if it, in terms of the some skills that you may not have come to the table with. I mean, like, uh, I don't know if, if you guys had a background like in accounting or anything like that. No. Has that been... Uh, it, it's it's <laughs> more of, for me, some of the skills, is the, the business skills, but it's the growing, understanding, and, and, and determining getting your costs down. It's easy to go out and say, yep, I'm going to do this, but it's figuring out how to do it and get your costs down without losing the quality. And I think that's one of, been one of my learning my learning curves was, all right, how do I keep my costs down, you know? So when you compare yourself to your first growing season, you've done a lot of things that have... A lot of things yeah. to cut costs and to still keep the same type of product and same um, volume, but to bring that initial cost, that, that operating cost down. And I think that's where a lot of businesses, they got to look at when you start a businesses, they want to jump all into it, but it's looking at your operating costs, keeping your operating costs within reason. Because that's and that you take all your profit away. And what did you learn from your military career that's that's helping you now? Planning and organization, having a plan, a long-term plan. Because when you do a garden, something you can't say, "Well, I'm gonna plant this today." No, you gotta determine what the crop you want. If you want it three months from now, how much do you need to plant now? And doing that backwards planning, it's doing that long-term planning. It's what really because that's one of the main things I did in the army. I was a planner. So I always worked in operations and planning. It's looking out long range and determining what you have to do now to take effect three months from now. And he's married to me. <laughs> yeah, that was also another good idea there. I'm the actual opposite. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and do you think that that works? The fact that I don't know if it works for him so much. <laughs> I'm the dreamer. You okay. Know, only imagine the beat or I can the Beatles. Right, right. <laughs> so I look at everything huge. I want to do everything huge. I mean, I'm just I, and you know he. I come up with ideas and he's supposed to follow through with the hard part. <laughs> 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 and you know, remind me of things like it cost. And so I think that's probably something that I've had to learn. You know, yep. really, it's uh, it's been an experience for me in that sense. When you talked about being a dreamer, and I've actually I've gotten to the point where I don't like this this word, but um, scale. Um, mm -hmm. You're a dreamer. Do you do you, where do you want to get this? <sighs> in a perfect world, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would like to see everybody using essential oils. You know. Um, I think and increasing your distribution and, and increasing my distribution, not only for me, but because I think now people need that so much um, with the healthcare cost. Um, I would like to see a family business. I would like to see um, our business on website. Um, would you like the kids to go into the business? <laughs> Sounds like they've already left I you for other businesses. Yeah, they have. <laughs> I want them. I want them to do what they want to do. 
Would I like one of them at least to have their own business? Yes, because I believe in the concept of it so much. But I really want them to do what they want. Well, that actually brings up, what other opportunities are there in Generate? I mean, is one of the reasons you started your own business that you know, they were somewhat limited and you wanted to do, on, do something on your own? Well, it's a, it's a growing town. Um, I would say it's not a growing town. I'm saying it, I would ra rather say it's being reborn. Lafayette is generally accepted as the de facto capital of Acadiana, but I think this conversation has proven beyond a shadow of a doubt that there are amazing people doing some pretty awesome things in Generette. So uh, thank you for sharing that with me here. Mm -hmm. uh, and thank you for taking the time to come to Lafayette today and join me here at Cafe Vermillionville for, for Out to Lunch. It's been a real pleasure. Thank, thank you, you very much. Thank you. <laughs> My guests on Out to Lunch today have been Louis Lanson and Patty Lanson, who are, in fact, married. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, Louis, president and CEO of Sugar City Growers Co-op in Generette, and Patty, the owner of Bayou Bath Company. You can find out more about Patty's Bath and Louis' produce <laughs> by following the links on our websites, krvs.org and itsacadiana.com. Today's show is recorded live over lunch at Cafe Vermilionville in Lafayette. Cafe B is open six days a week for lunch and dinner with a courtyard that sets the scene for fine Louisiana cuisine. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Our researcher is Dominic Lloyd. Our theme song, Encore Monsieur Nice Guy, is written by Mitch Foreman and performed by Mitch Foreman and Andre Michaud. Our Acadiana business consultants are Pete Prados from Innovate Acadiana, Zach Barker from The Opportunity Machine, and Dr. Blake Escadet. If you want to know what we all look like, you can find photos from this show on our website and Facebook page. These photos were taken today by Gwen Oquin. You can get the show as a podcast. You can listen to past shows. And you can keep up with us on all kinds of social media by going to our websites. It's Acadiana.com and krvs.org. Support for Out to Lunch Acadiana comes from Wyndham Garden Lafayette, located off Pinhook near Calise Saloon. Wyndham Garden Lafayette offers complimentary airport shuttle within a three-mile radius reaching downtown shopping and local restaurant. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for It's Acadiana.com and KRVS 88.7 FM. I'm Peter Raschuti. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the table here at Cafe Vermilionville for more business Acadiana style on Out to Lunch. Major support for Out to Lunch Acadiana is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker. Established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S. Providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com And by Business First Bank with locations throughout the state including Lafayette and Lake Charles. Providing personal and commercial banking, treasury management, and wealth solution services to help clients succeed. Business First Bank, banking with greater momentum at b1bank.com. Support also comes from Wyndham Garden Lafayette.